flowers. Please. Kiss me. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. And before we get into everyone, I would just like to tell our listeners a little story. This is a story about an ambitious young American and her dream of a podcast centered on a national treasure and acting wonder child, Nicolas Cage. Linda was ambitious, humble, and oh, well-intentioned. <laughs> then her friend sure. Adrian fueled this desire with unfiltered petroleum fuel. Adrian was knowledgeable and youthful. And me, oh. well, I'm just here for the paycheck and the hopes that I, like Nicolas Cage, can win the lottery, promise a waitress to split the winnings, and instead spend it all on hookers and sweet lady cocaine. I am Donnie. <sighs> <laughs> it's so inspiring, it's like I'm there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I heard you have a special guest. Yeah. Oh. We have International Lucille. Lucille. Yeah, I'm Lucille. You can look, call me Lucille, like yes, every say, American. Say something to prove that you're international. Uh, <laughs> like, oui. Je m'appelle Lucille. Uh, vous pouvez m'appeler Lucille, parce que c'est I, ce I, I don't speak that, voilà. but yeah, that, that's okay, I guess. See, she's Maybe real. I know some of them French words. A bout de fou, à <laughs> I know how to say poisson. <laughs> Horse divorce. <laughs> if, if I break into song from uh, Funny Face, you're just gonna have to forgive me. So, <laughs> can you say the word happiness? <laughs> no. <laughs> But uh, um, none of us is, is happy, here? though, because we have an Andrew Bergman movie this week. Yeah. Is this the last in the... Do you uh... care to introduce yourself, stranger? Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm uh, Donnie's girlfriend. I know nothing about movies. I know nothing about Nicolas Cage. And I just watched this one. That's to your credit, really. Yeah. In this case. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> As the best intro we've had, I think. <laughs> Adrian? Uh, for listeners Who at home, you? I would be Adrian. I uh, would be the charming co-host, uh, and that just and just spoke is Linda, <laughs> <laughs> the infamous. The, yes, <laughs> you, some, you some kind of squeeze the cheese? <laughs> Not today. I, I'm just the lucky cheese, I guess. <laughs> but one of those expensive ones, like a brie. <laughs> I should better get some kind of cheese out of this. A camel man. Maybe one with truffles. <laughs> uh, well, we we all have one thing in common is that we all we all watch this movie, and we all got diabetes from it. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I tell you, I think I might literally have gotten diarrhea from this. Yeah, you know that's it's so funny you say that because I put that in my notes. I I put I think this movie is going to give me diarrhea. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately this isn't the first time i saw this one this is the second time yeah. and and yeah. and i had to go through it a few times <laughs> yeah. we all suffer man. for our art oh god oh why did this happen well is this uh, the end of the uh, sunshine trilogy or is this just a new yes hell? yes Thank this is the, this yes. is sunshine trilogy ending for a while uh, at least although cage did do other saptacular movies along the way like the family man yeah he didn't do any more with andrew bergman though did he no thank god well andrew bergman yeah. didn't direct anything after striptease thank no. god <laughs> yeah he, he was over so he so, died. Yeah, no. So Andrew Bergman, I guess we can't fault him as much for this one because he did not write this one, but he still stamped his name on this pile of garbage. Yeah. Uh, oh, does, mm. does somebody want to uh, illuminate this uh, stirring plot for our viewers at home, you know, who uh, hopefully will never actually watch it themselves? Not it. <laughs> Damn it, you did the intro. You got to explain so Nick Cage is a well-meaning, well-to-do cop who doesn't shoot people, apparently. And Ever. he's not racist in the slightest. He cares very deeply about the gay community. 
he's a angel types person, like he is in normal life. Any hoozle, he's just too damn poor because he's got a money-grubbing wife at home who cares nothing about him but money. And he goes out for some coffee with his partner who's cracking wise, and they can't leave a tip, and he has to tip properly. So he gives this waitress who is filing for bankruptcy because of a failed marriage with the husband she can't afford a divorce from, who also swindled her out of all her money in her saving account. She's having a bad day. So Nick Cage decides, well, golly gee willikers, I went and bought a lottery ticket for my <laughs> wife because her dead father told me what letter or numbers I should pick. So, hey, I'll split it with her if I win or give her a tip. Just why it. split it with her? He should not have given her more than 10 percent. 10 percent? Why would you even go 8 <laughs> percent? <laughs> hey, it's plenty. <laughs> she was being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny that, uh, Donnie, it's funny that you would say golly gee willikers because would you believe that he was playing it as Jimmy Stewart? <gasps> God damn. I think this movie only happened because <laughs> oh, Hollywood finally figured out the cage damn. looks like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> yeah. And if you give him enough cocaine, he'll jitter just like him too. You know, something Bridget Fonda, every time a, a bell rings, I split a lottery <laughs> ticket with you. And, uh, this is a very interesting situation. So Give me that wallow ticket, you stupid old man. <laughs> As it turns out, Nick Cage bungles up the numbers because old geez, he can't remember what day he got married. He went by a different day than what his wife had. They end up winning the lottery, but so does a bowling team, which really would have been more interesting to have followed versus this douchebag. <laughs> And, and there's some third lady who's never mentioned again. Yeah, we just kind of yeah. show her once. And Yeah. I mean, this was like, what? It was a $60 million jackpot, right? And, and it somehow it gets down to four for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess like 16 people won. I, I think I did the math. Yeah. But they earlier, said the bowling team only counted as one person. Cause it yeah, was one exactly. Ticket. And that's what yeah. it so got what? me weird on that. But eh, any who's old, they win $4 million. Cage's like, oh, God, I promise this lady I'm going to pay her $2 million million out of this. What am I going to do? Short end of the story. She gets more than just the tip from Nick Cage. They split the money. (laughs) (laughs) Both of them have horrible partners. They end up losing. It's a horrible diabetic sugary syrup they just force feed down you. And all the music in the world from the 90s lets you know when to care about it. When not to, and when to be happy again. And Isaac Hayes is just fucking amazing. Isaac Hayes is a character named Angel, despite the fact that he is not Hispanic. Yeah, or an angel. He just kind of or even around. an angel. Yeah, he he's just, a he's a heroic yeah. reporter, even though the tabloids are part of the villainry in the movie. <laughs> I mean, the only reason I can expect that he's there is because he is the A number one Duke of New York. So of course that's why <laughs> he's hanging around Queens. What did I teach you? Duke of New York, you're number one. You're a number one. You're the Duke. You're the Duke. <laughs> but it also has the amazing Rosie Perez. Uh, really one of my, my top five Puerto Ricans. I was going to yes. get into her. Yeah, in, in, she, in real life, she's uh, she's pretty much she's the good. exact opposite of her character in reality, actually. Yeah, she just kind of came off as yeah. a stereotype, but... Yeah, it's yeah, no. Really, she, they, they, they have, they have a very she, broad uh, Rosie Perez uh, performance in here because she's talking about her dead father and how she had a is. dream about him, you know. And he says, "Oh, Vati, you got to pick these lotto numbers." <laughs> I. But uh, she she's an AIDS advocate in real life. She actually worked with Barack Obama. Yeah. And she yes. was briefly on The View. Yeah. And and she's actually, believe it or not, you wouldn't know it from her performance, but she is a real New Yorker. Honestly. <laughs> and she was actually a choreographer for the Fly Girls back in, uh, in Living oh, Color. I did not know that. Uh, and uh, and she was in uh, Do the Right Thing. That was her first film. She the was old, in White Man Can't Jump. And, the only thing uh, I really loved about her in this was her portrait she had done on the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, want that. <laughs> and she was in Pineapple Express and she was in Dance with the Devil, which is the sequel to Wild at Heart. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. Oh. And in oh, uh, well, real right. life, she played the uh, Isabella Rossellini she was, uh, she was abused by nuns. Well, spank me with a wire brush. Also, uh, the, the, the boobs that she has at the end of the movie are her real boobs. Yeah. <laughs> she actually had them strapped down for the other scenes. 
Wow. Wow. She's like, Nicholas she Cage, do you think I should have them done? No, what for? Why do that? She had them done. What she have done? Nothing. What? I'm what red buttons about? and should be dead by now and should no longer be in films. Had what done? I don't know where I am right now. Oh, yeah. There's also red buttons. Yeah, these are real on the chairs. And don't forget, hey, Stanley Tucci's in this one. Hi, baby. Oh, my God. I love how he played his character fantabulous. And he was like just a touch of gay, of 90s gay. I'm going to take your pistachios. Hey. And it's not just a. a well, he was in the theater. When the, you're in the theater, uh, it doesn't matter whether there. you're straight. You're going to be that way. <laughs> but they don't have just the the tooch in there. It's shirtless tooch. That's so. that's true. We do get him shirtless and ripped and hairy. Yeah, yeah oddly enough, pretty. Much was not expecting him to be ripped. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's his. He's wearing a towel for a large part of that. You know, it's like hey. Yeah, he's just the entire time. And why not? And of course, the ship's sinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, god, the Bridget, Mrs. Danny Elfman. I I did not know that. Um, I didn't actually realize that she was the daughter of Peter Fonda. Like I knew that she was a Fonda Fonda. I just didn't know from which end. You know, like but you know, but like. But, uh, you know, uh, kind of disappointing when you think, like, Peter Fonda, Jane Fonda, Henry Fonda, and now this. <laughs> and then there's her. Aww. It's like, I, d- I don't <laughs> really want to sell her Bridget. too short, you know, in, in, in general. Um, I mean, you know, she was in Shag the movie. She appeared briefly in Army of Darkness. But, like, her, the, the way she is in this movie, you kind of just want to keep watching her scene in Jackie Brown where Robert De Niro shoots her over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Louis? We're going to be watching Louis? that this <laughs> I don't know. She reminded me of her Aunt Jane, though, a lot, like, in this movie. But, oh, I mean, but she just sounds a lot like her. It's a bit Jane, off topic, no, but man, I really like... wish that we could talk about Martin Short the same way we do about the Baldwins. Just call them the Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. You know, this this movie could have used the Shorts, I think, at some point, you know. Um... Well, we'll get to that on Face Off, I guess. Well, okay, before we even get there, I'm saying right away, this should have been a Tom Hanks movie. It kind of yes. felt like it. Nicolas yes. Cage was horribly, horribly misused in this. Like, this is not a Nicolas Cage movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we know that Cage, you know, is somewhat versatile, but, like, this is not one of the things that he's supposed to be doing. No, and I was going to say... Well, just Tom Hanks his... is... Go ahead. I was going to say, Tom Hanks is, like, our equivalent, our, like, generation's equivalent to Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, he is kind of like that. You want schmaltzy? I can do schmaltzy. Yeah, put me in the film. I'll do it. Yeah, like, no, it case, just, it just, just like put was... Meg Ryan in there, you know, yeah. and you got your movie. You know, it just like, feels it like they itself. loaded him up with quaaludes, and then someone had one of those dog shock collars on him just to keep him from going full cage. Yeah, because he never does it. He never yeah. does it. Like, like it, fine, it, it, I won't have any fun. Like, like, at least in Honeymoon in Vegas, you get like, you're not even fine today! Yeah, can we get a bedroom? <laughs> You tried to give me a heart attack. He said that, he said that uh, Andrew Bergman kept uh, asking for more Jimmy, more Jimmy. <laughs> oh, so they so... were fully aware of it. Okay, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But when talking about Cage, uh, Bergman said. Quote, he makes ordinary guys interesting. There's nothing white bread about anything he does. There's something so unadorned about the way he says. A promise is a promise in that movie. It it just gives you goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> a promise is a promise while snoring blow up a hooker's ass. Bergman, so, this, I know Honestly, I know we I talked like all about Arto could do it, but yeah. well, that's the thing, is like he took he took this guy that he acknowledges as unique and just dumbs him down to be any actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well uh Lucille, on, on when we when we when we covered the other Nicolas Cage Andrew Bergman movie uh, Honeymoon in Vegas, I went on a little bit about how Andrew Bergman actually has some credentials and should have been better than this because he was a writer on Blazing mm-hmm. Saddles. Oh god, he yeah. did. He wrote and directed The In Laws with with uh, Peter Falk and Alan Arkin. Oh okay, yeah. which is a much better movie. Um, yeah. and and he wrote and directed So Fine with Ryan O'Neill. Which I I think is adorable, and you know, Aww. and then we wind up with this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad. But that was something it's... of a fun well, contrast. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say first, Adriel. 
Well, no, I was I was going to say uh, one one of the things that made me very sad is, yeah. is that this movie earned thirty seven million dollars against the budget of twenty million. Yes. Jesus Christ! For some reason, 8. it has a seventy one percent score from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I can understand that mm-hmm. though. Um, although from audiences, it's only I think fifty one. Um, yeah, I mean, um, and. Uh, uh, Oh, the budget oh, was twenty oh, million. Yeah, yeah, and uh, oh, back to Mr. Ebert. Well, uh, I'll never tire oh. of dragging oh. through the mud. Um, uh, <laughs> Roger Ebert claimed that Bergman quote never goes for the heavy-handed schmaltz. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, Pardon? oh, so this is one of those movies that Roger Ebert reviewed but didn't watch. Yeah, he only stayed for the first fifteen minutes. Out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good enough. I have places to be. I need to get some crisp lettuce. Well, what I was going to I love but regret sharing that beautiful story with you. Wonderful contrast that this film brought was uh, Lucille. What did you say you thought about this movie? Oh, well, actually, I kind of liked it because I've seen like <laughs> a couple Nicolas Cage movies so far, watching with Donnie. And, mm-hmm. well, it was a normal movie. It felt like a regular movie. Yeah. Like an honest movie. And <laughs> he was reined in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yes. I feel Which like the, the normal say... movie was guarding Tess. I don't know. It kind of was, mm-hmm. yeah. But this one, he just yeah. wasn't so cage. Yeah. Yeah. And taste. I just, I like, I like cute stuff. So that was pretty cute but maybe a little too cute a little yeah. too cute. <laughs> uh, it's just like yeah it felt like a, a pretty good movie but with a good sprinkle of cringe on top of it so yes. <laughs> and the sprinkling of racism because that's yes, really that's wonderful the, oh, yeah. well um what well, let me tell you about the first time i watched this one um oh, please do because the, the first time i watched this one i hadn't seen quite so many movies as i had now i think i think i was like 17 or 18 i rented it with my brother i think we'd just recently seen face off and we we're all like yeah cage <laughs> so we were just renting like any old cage movie um and I was fairly well with it because I'm like, oh, it's a romantic comedy. It's doing that romantic comedy stuff, you know, yeah. like in most most aspects of it didn't bother me too badly until <laughs> I got to the ending. Yeah. And when, yeah. And when we yeah. got to the ending, me and my brother actually had a big argument about it because because oh, really? I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. I'm like, not only do they wind up, they 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 they, they find love, they get money back. Yeah. yeah, and the entire world is in love with them. Yes, yeah. It's yes. like you can't have all three. You really can't. Like, yeah, frankly, she, love should no. be enough. You know. Yeah. But like, you... well, and apparently nothing was going on. Nothing newsworthy was going on in New York at, at the time. <laughs> they keep <laughs> yeah, making the headlines. Stories, it's like, oh, well, he's a hero cop now. Like, oh, lottery winner. Like, da da da. Well, on top of that, I would like to mention also that the movie where it ends with them finally getting married, they go off in a hot air balloon and they're dropping all these flyers on the ground. He's a fucking cop and he's littering in Central Park. <laughs> His ass is oh, fired. You know something that's going to be a hefty fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows what the fine is. He's going to get pulled over by a police hot air balloon. They're going to say, you know, sir, you know, I know you're on the force, but, you know, we don't appreciate that. You know, that's actually $5,000 yeah. for each of those you drop. So we're going to need that $60,000. He likely would be that cop that gave himself a ticket because he drove for like an hour or something with an expired license. He would be that cop. It's but- not the right thing. I'm curious the argument you and your brother had about the ending because Lucille also had a huge discrepancy with that. Yeah, well, I think it's the same reason, honestly. It's just like okay, the you had a problem movie that too. is about how they about luck and the fact that they, you know, the message is kind of like it's not the money that they they're not lucky mm-hmm. to have money, but they're lucky to find each other and stuff. And I'm like. But they get money at the end anyway. I'm just it muddles the message. It makes it kind of pointless. Well, yeah, no, well, it, the well, whole it, thing it, also it, with his yeah. ex wife and how she gets it the worst oh, of yeah, everyone. That... Yeah, know, yeah, we I get the sure, we yeah. get the everybody getting their come up and so it's not like, you yeah. know, that's not really what a moral victory is. You no. know? <laughs> like this is just petty revenge now. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well and I had a huge issue with that because yeah. like they kind of made it like his uh his wife or ex wife at that time 
was uh, this horrible, like, selfish bitch. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, obviously they have issues with the relationship as it is. But, like, her getting upset with him for giving away the money without discussing it with her first, yeah. even though it's her money, too, I, that, I think that's fucking valid. Well, yeah, the, it is. the thing is, is that, is that while the, in their efforts to vilify her character, they actually do make her one of the most practical people in the movie. They really do, yeah. Because yes. there's the part where they're discussing, it's like, well, you know, cops have kids. Cops have kids. Mm-hmm. We have to have some kids. And she's like, we can't afford kids. And it's like, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, like, they, the, the kids have to eat, don't they? You gotta put clothes on. <laughs> well, even then, it's like, so, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, that was about it. You know, uh, I was just, I was just gonna say. Also, it's like the only one that came off actually legitimately getting their comeuppance was the woman's ex-husband. It's like he was a legitimate douchebag. But Cage is, yeah. But and Cage the only appealing person in the movie. Yeah, it's like you just have to throw that in there because of how much of a bitch you tried making her out to be going, oh yeah, and the woman who took the four million what was left of between them, yeah, that old douchebag took all her yeah, money she, and now she's living with her mom. <laughs> she, she screwed up, married Seymour Cassell, and now she she's in a nail salon and it's not even in Queens anymore. She's in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you think like she's going to get know. murdered by gang members. The yeah. thing is, if money is not like the key to happiness and stuff, oh yeah. <laughs> Ah, you said it. Good job. Anyway. Well, those two people, they're poor, but maybe they're happy. We don't know. Yeah. At the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the, 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 the movie, I think the movie just has the thing where he's like, well, stop talking about the money. That's just to make his character squeakier. You yeah, know, because like, because yeah. the, the movie yeah. just like brings the message right back around at the end. But like, it's really important to be win the lottery and be famous and have everyone love you. Yeah, and and that's something yeah. else. Also, I didn't mm-hmm. realize was that when you win the lottery, apparently you get invited to millionaire boat parties so that you can spend more of your yes. money just one. <laughs> and I guess Seymour Cassell is like a former winner too, who's like now yeah. like really really skeezy, yeah. you know. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of role that Seymour Casal is good at, so. Honestly, I gotta say, going back well, to his ex-wife again, well, while they were still married, she actually had a good idea of the getting six apartments and renting those out to people and making again, money off of that. Again, yes. actually practical, yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, doing something to help make more yep. money and set themselves up while he's just like, oh, a robe for $100, I'll buy it. <laughs> oh, here, tell the, the cab uh, driver to keep the change. And oh, this, I'm just uh, about, like, dude. About the robe, they, they both they both go to the Plaza Hotel and they act <laughs> oh, like they've no. never been in any kind of a hotel before. <laughs> it's like, there's a robe in there, it's like, they have a robe at a Motel 6. I know. Like, <laughs> they, they, a lot of a lot of what they're, they're like. Hey, your room looks like my room. It's like yeah, just like at a Super Eight. Yeah, like at like a Best Western. <laughs> you know. Well, and at one point he take he and uh, Bridget Fonda's character take the uh, bunch of the uh, the kids from the block oh, uh, yeah. to <sighs> uh, was it Wrigley Field or some? Shit? I think so. They yeah. like um, they they I guess rent I admit the I don't stadium. know New York that well. <laughs> Me neither. But uh, they let them like play in the stadium for a while, and you know that wasn't cheap. And so you know, of course, like his wife gets pissed off. And I'm thinking, like, well, yeah, like, I, I mean, if if that were me and Carlo, who, by the way, is my 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 top favorite Puerto Rican, yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. glad you didn't just give it a top. <laughs> but it was my top. He's the Coliseum. <laughs> He's my power He's, top. <laughs> <laughs> but if we won a couple million dollars and he wanted to do that, I would be pissed too because, like, I mean, yeah, I'd be down for for taking the kids to the the ball. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, but (laughs) like where they belong. I would take the neighborhood children to see where sausage is made. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, to take them without discussing it with the wife first. Yeah, if she's a bad wife, he's a pretty bad husband. (laughs) But also to go with another woman. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 They, no. 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 And on top of that, they really, really go out of their way to just crucify her as a bitch. Because there's even 
Yep. This is kind of getting a little into film schoolish bullshit, but her eating the popcorn, which he had over his chest, and she's just eating at his heart, literally, while they're in bed <laughs> discussing this. What do you mean we don't have $4 million? We only have $2 million. What is this? <laughs> what the hell is that accent? Uh, <laughs> it's my least so, um, okay? <laughs> no, no, and 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 the the treatment, uh, the, the fact that they give they give Cage a Puerto Rican wife and just like so we mistreat her in every sense. It's like that's that's an, uh, more fuel. I wasn't going to get into the racism thing, but like this movie has a There's lot just, of it. There is a lot of yeah. it. Yeah, it while 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 thoroughly pretending not to. I mean, it's a very '90s thing, you know. Like it's it's like it's like a lot of old timey stuff, like Uncle oh. Remus, you know, where it's like it, yeah. it's well meaning but but today it's 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 pretty much reprehensible yes like back in the at 90s, this point though. can we please mm-hmm. talk about the the couple in the diner oh you oh mean yeah i was gonna i was gonna bring that up it's like oh look 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 how uh, nice uh, bridget fonda's character is look she oh, has no. a oh, gay no, guy with no. aids eating there and she didn't spit in his face and kick him into the street right? oh. It's amazing. Like, so Wait, you mean he's got it? For those of you, <laughs> he yeah he he's got it. Yeah, yeah, baby, for those of he's you got who it. Haven't seen the movie and who don't plan on seeing the movie. Good for you, first of all. And uh, what what happens in the movie is there's um a a, a couple of guys at uh, one of the tables in the diner, and one of them I guess he kind of looks tired i didn't know they, 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 they got he's got the dark circles he's got the dark circles so so either he's got aids okay. or he stood stayed up for three days <laughs> so, it's like um, my mother never cooked like this um cocktails she made um i'm gonna reference Melda Marcos. bloody marys um, <laughs> oh he's in the arts oh <laughs> But uh, okay, so Bridget Fonda is bringing him his bowl of oatmeal, and she says, "Just like, just like Mom used to make." And he says that basically that his mother was a bitch and she didn't cook for him. Well, that's and... how do you think you get to be gay? You have an overbearing mother who doesn't cook <laughs> <Yeah>. dinner. <laughs> And it's the 90s, folks. Anyway, so uh, she just, like Adrian was saying, she treats him like an okay person. She doesn't spit in his face. <laughs> she, she treats him better than she does the other diners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, she, like, I'm a pretty good waitress. It's like, no, you're not. You're you're awful. No. You're a motherfucking I, I was thinking, like... It, it's like, oh, hey, look, some cops like... are eating here, and he makes a crack about some lobster. She's like, ha, freaking ha, I'm bankrupt. <laughs> lobster <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, really, that's and what I want. Meatball. Him. Meatball? Meatball. <laughs> wink, wink, meatball. It's like, what? What do you guys, why do you keep so... saying meatball? <laughs> Anyway, after this interaction, she comes back to talk to Cage, and he says, "He's got it, huh?" <laughs> yeah. This, this, this yeah, whole scene, a couple years. By by the way, uh, the whole the whole scene is that he already knows he won the lottery, and he's already discussed uh, had the argument with his wife, and it's it's him trying to figure out whether or not he's going to stiffer. Yeah. As as yeah. his wife suggested, so it's like it's like it's like oh look, it's it's moral superior man trying to be moral superior towards uh towards uh, yes. Bridget Fonda. It's like, can I find fault with her? Let's see. Yeah, hmm. I mean, he was yeah, and he's trying to justify it to his wife, and he says, "You should have seen her. She's like an angel to this couple with AIDS." I'm like. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, she, <laughs> that's she was just regular nice. Like him in the room. <laughs> like waitress nice. Yeah, I mean, it's like me giving $5 in Seattle to a homeless man. If someone says, you're a saint, it's like, I still call the seven-year-old kid a cunt. It's like, that's not like <laughs> a saint. <laughs> Clean yourself up. <laughs> well, I thought like, okay, if she were to, to pay for it herself, bring the oatmeal to him on his deathbed yes. or some shit like that, then he could say, she's an angel yeah you can't really say she went out of her way she served the customer yeah and then like how 90s was that to just assume that he has aids he's got a bad cold of the movie well you know like like uh you know this is this is still somewhat true today actually is like you can't you can't have your gay guy in a movie unless there's a strike there you know somewhere you can't you you can't have hot, stable gay guy in the foreground, by the way. Like, they got to be further in the background. They either got to be somewhat frumpy or have AIDS. You yeah, know? and it's like the same thing with anyone that coughs in a movie. Like, oh, you're dying. 
It's like, no, no, I just need a drink. It's like, no, don't, don't, don't try to, don't try to play soft on me now. Oh my God, you've got it. You've got it. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to tell me? (laughs) Eric Roberts. blood on the handkerchief. Yeah, it's like, I had a little scab on my ankle. You have AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the band play off. Uh, every now and every time I see either of you, I'm gonna say, "You've got it, huh?" <laughs> and I'll carry my keyboard to play the sad music. Oh, okay, all right, all right. So, un- un- unpacking this god awful suitcase. Okay, so so this this movie this is a, this movie is not an isolated incident. Because um, in the in in the in that early to mid '90s period, there was actually a long string of like 1940s remakes and 1940s yeah. styled films. Like in 1993, there was the Melanie Griffith remake of Born Yesterday with Don Johnson and, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, John Goodman, and John right? Goodman, yeah, which is god awful, by the way. Like that never mm-hmm. should have been made. And there's some stuff done in the spirit of 40s films, like Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte and I Love Trouble. Yeah. Um, in '94, you get the John Hughes remake of Miracle on 34th Street, which again is one of the worst things that ever happened. Um, mm. And and uh, and a lot of a lot of critics like when talking about it could happen to you. They cited like Frank Capra for an example. They're like, oh, it's Capricorn. No, and this was like as a way of excusing it. And it's like, yeah, this is how we think of Frank Capra. But if you watch his movies, you know they're not ju- they're not all treacle. You know, no. you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like like they like like that whole middle part of uh, of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah. um, uh, it happened one night, you know, which is the original romantic car, uh, comedy, basically, you oh, know, which yeah. also is not all treacle. You know, he did arsenic and old lace, you know, he did yeah. lost horizon, mm-hmm. you know, um, event horizon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, uh, my, my favorite Frank Capra movie was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 Leatherface. <laughs> Well, it's like to further your point as well, it's like people when they compared Shamalon to Hitchcock and people doing Hitchcock films. It's like uh, he did more than just the birds and Psycho. Yeah, no, uh, M-, M. Night... 12 Steps. M. M. Night Shyamalan exactly. never actually saw a Hitchcock movie. He saw a Brian De Palma version of a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I have to... I, I owe him a, a public apology because I, I used to fucking hate Brian De Palma except for uh, The Untouchables mm-hmm. because I figured mm-hmm. he was just a, a hack just stealing a, mm-hmm. um, Hitchcock shit. But then mm-hmm. I finally saw one of Donnie's mm-hmm. favorites, The Phantom of the Paradise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, I take it back. He made, he made he the fury for the love of God. <laughs> the fury. <laughs> Amy Irving making people blow up with her mind. It's awesome. Andrew Stevens blowing up people with his mind. Oh my God! It's like it's like it's like Dune and Phantasm on crap with Carrie thrown in. It's wonderful. Uh, uh, we'll save it for our De Palma cast. I freaking love that movie. Palmcast. So come on, Mister Sun, tell us what's going on in the mysterious East. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, I was thinking like, wait a minute, that's like a line I would have used if I was writing a story set in 1910. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I do. Um, <laughs> let, let me get into some credits here before we go on and on about about just how cringy yeah, this movie please, is. Please. Um, uh, so, uh, so some status here. Uh, this was movie was shot by Caleb Deschanel. Um, Caleb Deschanel shot being there with the Shirley MacLaine. Oh. Yeah, uh, the right stuff. Um, Jack Reacher, National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, um, uh, Caleb Deschanel was also occasionally a director, but didn't really direct anything famous. Uh, worked with Coppola a lot for like additional photography credits, including uh, working on uh, THX 1138. Oh wow! Um, this movie was edited by Barry Malkin, who also worked with Coppola. In fact, uh, Barry Malkin edited all the Francis Ford Coppola movies that we've done on this podcast, um, and uh, and he also did Honeymoon in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it but it's but it's not all bad. He was also the editor on Cotton Comes to Harlem. Oh. Ossie Davis's oh. movie from nineteen sixty nine, which is the first black exploitation movie, basically. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um our our movie was written by Jane Anderson. Um she is primarily a TV writer. She wrote If These Walls Could Talk Too. Yeah. And, oh, not even the first and, one. And how and how to make an American quilt. And uh, three episodes of the Facts of Life. 
What? That explains <laughs> a lot about this movie. Uh, but the facts of life are all about you. <laughs> all right. Already talked about uh, Rosie Perez, you know. Um, so, um, Love. Isaac Hayes plays Angel. Um, you know, he was Truck Turner. He was the Duke of New York, a number one. Yep. Uh, he was on three different episodes of the Rockford Files, uh, some of which he was on with Lou Gossett Jr. Um, and he wants to make love to the children. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found out a little a bit about the death of Chef and all that. Uh, it turns out yeah. uh, when when the when the uh, statement was issued um, uh, in Isaac Hayes' name that he was leaving South Park because of the Scientology es- episode, yeah. Isaac Hayes was actually hospitalized. He had nothing to do with the statement. Yeah. It was issued by his entourage. Yeah, exactly. Who were heavily know. heavily Scientologist. Yeah. And he never really had anything mean to say about Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And he, no. and, he, and, and he actually didn't have anything negative to say about the Scientologist episode either. No, he seemed to said he was fine with it from what I remember. But it's also like they had a good working relationship. And that's why Matt and Trey made the statement they did about him in the Chef's Dead episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I, I, fig- I figure we should hold on to that one for our, our uh, conspiracy cast. <laughs> <laughs> Scientology! <laughs> we don't uh, want them coming after us yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, hey, wait, anything to give us some juice, right? We're like the Westboro Baptist Church at this point. We just want to get noticed. <laughs> Isn't there a crazy this, cult this, in this, Paris? There's got to be at least one. Yeah, well, I know there's one guy that was kind of really bugged and shit insane up there in Paris. Well, there's the Children of God cult oh. uh, over there, aren't they? I think they had a commune over there. I think so. I don't know. Can you confirm this? Me? Yes. I know nothing <laughs> about cults. Well, the one... Oh, God. There was one you mentioned your sister got in trouble for or wanted to for drawing some cultish-like dude. I oh, can't remember. He was really no. just a nut job, but... Yeah. Oh, God. This guy. Uh, I don't know. It's just a single guy. It's not a cult. Oh, he's just God. one guy. He thinks he's a new Christ kind of thing. And oh, doesn't he everybody. thinks people are <laughs> saying <laughs> people, doesn't. whatever. It's just uh, that they come up from outer space, that the ruling class is... Uh, Reptilians. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. But we he, get those a lot, a lot over here, but uh... they tend to be former police officers. <laughs> 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 That's very true. Well, oh. it's just this one guy, and, and she, uh, my sister, made a drawing sort of of him, but not with his likeness. It was just a joke to be on the safe and it wasn't it wasn't well taken thought it was a good idea to tell <laughs> yes. the guy that she did that and yeah. thought it was hilarious and the guy was pissed <laughs> but he can't really do anything so <laughs> international mm. incidents it's not really a cult though i okay. he wish it was he wishes it was. <laughs> so you guys, I got a call. I got followers. I have an invisible army. It's just like paying twenty dollars to be a priest online. Once you get a hundred people following you, you can file for tax exemption. Wow. Hot. Yeah. Well, so all, all our followers. <laughs> to all our followers, can I talk just about join the... the cult of cage. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> so, while we're at it, we have a Patreon. <laughs> we need Kool-Aid. We got a Patreon, uh, and we're going to put some special episodes on there. Yes, Lenar? <laughs> um, can I talk about what really happened in real life? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and tell us tell us about oh, yeah. the uh, the real incident that is nothing like this movie, essentially. Did it end in bloody murder? Yeah, oh. so there's that Ooh. scene with, uh, I, I, I kind of wish it did, but no. Oh. Uh, there's that scene where Angel, the reporter, is telling Angel. us that it's, uh, was it based mostly on... He, he said, on... He said it, and it's mostly all true. Mostly. Yeah, well, it that's bullshit. Yeah, it's no. it it's barely it's true. Very true. It's uh, true. In 1984, uh, Robert and Gina Cunningham won the the lottery, but um, Robert was actually a um was a police officer. He was 55 years old at the time, so uh, not whatever cage is. I think his like early 30s. 
And um, anyway, he he and a lot of the uh, the cops, the local cops, would hang out at uh, South P- Pizzeria, where Phyllis Pinzo worked as a waitress. I'm Phyllis, she hiya. Was then, <laughs> I <laughs> she was then pizza forty eight years old. she was an angel (laughs) Um, and he said uh quote one day as a joke i said let's buy a lottery ticket together in lieu of a tip so they did and he let phyllis pick three of the numbers and they won and actually, in, like in the movie, they show them winning $4 million. I don't know why they changed it. In real life, they actually won $6 million. <laughs> yeah, but they, they each picked uh, three numbers. So uh, when he was asked how his wife actually handled splitting the pot, uh, he claims that she, quote, said, uh, hey, she picked three of those winning numbers. She gets half the pot. Wow. So there was no issue. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, there was, <laughs> and there was also no romantic element in real life. At, at all. all. In fact, Phyllis was uh, was married happily. She's still married to the yeah. guy. No, there, there was um, never anything. And, wow. Uh, she bought, with her winning, she bought a house and a car for her husband and for her daughter. That's right. She had a fucking kid. Wow. <laughs> and, so, wow. and she did some traveling to see her grandchildren. No, Linda, you don't understand. So... Cops have kids. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she said, quote, at one time I had considered opening a restaurant, but after 27 years as a waitress, you reach the age where you just can't do those hours anymore. So, no, she didn't buy a restaurant. There was no romantical element. Did in she it ever try all, to be an actress and... like Bridget Fonda's character? I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, Gina, the the wife, did not have any issue whatsoever with splitting the pot. So, yeah. I mean, well, the only go. thing it had Everybody in was common cool, was so that. No movie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Like the only thing was that uh, that there was a cop who won the lottery and uh, split it with a waitress. That's it. Hey, did he love his job? Was it his favorite job? And did he think it was the most important job in the world? Um, actually, he was tried for child murder the day after. <laughs> <Da, da, da. laughs> <laughs> this job is so great. It's a wonderful cover. <laughs> See the documentary on Cropsy. Um, oh, yeah. No. Mm. Well, I understand um, the need to, you know, romanticize a story to make a movie out of it. Yeah, but um, boy, did like they, they ever. <laughs> they really screwed over the wife, though. Yeah, yeah totally. Rosie Perez. Muriel, the woman with a hot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I personally use that nail polish remover, you know. <laughs> and the air in my apartment is so dry. <laughs> but if you buy nail polish remover for her, does that mean that it's yours? Or that you gave <laughs> Were you wearing a gun at the time? <laughs> that was so fucking great. It's like, were you wearing your gun at the time? When did you hit her? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that's another thing, by the way. Every bad romantic comedy has to have a courtroom scene. It, yeah. it, it's the rules, you know. That's true. It's like Bounce with Ben Affleck. Oh god! Oh god! Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Did, yeah. Did we, so um, there's a lot of Jimmy Stewart. We mentioned that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's some Jimmy Stewart, except except the Charlie character, Cage's character. He's he's not really that nice. No, he's really you know not. like because he's he's kind of he's kind of a hard on, sort of like forcing his 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 particular morality on others. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like I mean, like was, like yeah. He won't. He won't. He won't fire off his gun in his "quote unquote" favorite Korean store. He, he'll he'll chuck a can at him, and then he'll break the guy's window. Yeah, yeah. Even criminals think he's a swell guy. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a doctor I'm okay here, with honey. Him being a good guy and stuff. It's just that, like, the fact that he didn't talk to his wife about all this yes. it's well, just bullshit if they, it's just like she has a valid yes. point she she did have some yeah. valid points like totally. i don't I, I hate that they vilified her for it well yeah, no, they, they were and just to make it worse he's some... hanging out with another woman yeah <laughs> well in his innocence he did not see his sin yeah. for what it was 
No, and I really which is a theme that could have been better explored, by the way. Um, oh God! Yeah. If they had a thing about a guy who only wants to do right and is led astray because of it, then you know, yeah. then you would have had a story. <laughs> Why does Felicia was really justified in the whole? Oh my God, I'm home, and what happened to my house? She's remodeling everything. And it's like. Bitch, you gave away all this money to these people, so fuck you. Yeah, you yeah no, she's. My she, oh my god, my wife's yeah. doing something with her share too, besides yeah. getting furs and getting paint thrown yeah. on her. I don't understand. Oh no, she has an Indian accountant. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, well, on top of that, it yeah. just shows more than anything, he just doesn't know his wife. I mean, if you did. Yeah. If you Apparently, did they'd know. never met before this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who would have thought? <laughs> Gotta do the right thing, honey. Oh, baby, stop sucking your feet next to me. <laughs> we do this all the time. Do we? How do I know what we do? Oh, I know. How do I know how you feel about anything? We never talk. Uh, and I love that she says, like, if you loved me, you wouldn't share yes. it with, with the waitress. And so, what does he do? He, like, Goes and shares it with the waitress. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'm just like, this is kind of like, um, like it's kind of, um, how do you call it? It's blackmail, kind yeah. of. Like, oh, if you love me, blackmail. you do this. It's kind of bullshit. But, <laughs> yeah. You mean like what Daenerys did to still... John <laughs> I have only ever tried to well, make you happy. He... Yeah. He didn't have to give her half, you know. Yeah. He could well, have just given her if, like if a, it, a well, giant. I mean, if, if it was really a that tip, gives us that money. It's just that he never, he, he didn't talk to his wife about it. Yeah, yeah. It's or what he reckless. did, and he just didn't give a shit about what she said. Or, yeah. or could, he could have <laughs> just not told her that he bought that lotto ticket. That's true. I mean, even though like, this, the, no, think about this though: if That's the comedy was all about him trying to hide the fact that he won the lottery from his wife. Oh God, yeah. See, that would have been even. <laughs> I remember uh, my but sister. He's perfect. He doesn't lie. Yeah, I remember my sister and my dad were the ones that watched That's this. me. Yes, you. Oh. <laughs> oh my stars, you're here. It's a Christmas special. No. Wait a minute, oh, wait oh, a minute. My. You two are oh, related. Let's talk about the <laughs> Wait, we need a record scratch. <laughs> oh, golly. But no, it's like I remember they rented and watched it, and I was kind of half coming in and out of it and paying attention to the movie. I honestly, when we we watched it now, this was the first time since it came out on VHS that I saw this thing. And I really was thinking that it was, like you said, that this was going to be a whole thing of he promised her money. That's the most thing I remember was that he promised the waitress money. And I thought he had a girlfriend who was kind of bitchy. And that the rest of the movie was going to be all these people coming to him wanting and needing money and him trying to keep it secret. But what we got instead was just pure diabetes ninety well, style. Well, you know what what you just proposed and what I just proposed are the things that would have made it into a comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and really, this is under comedy. the romantic comedy banner. But let's be yeah. real; it's not one. It, it's 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 no, it's just no. like they're, they're playing that damn uh, you know young at heart song, you know, and just like yeah. him hanging out with the neighborhood kids playing stickball in the streets. Like, look, everybody, it's just like Mr. Smith goes to Washington. He's a regular nice guy. He's so innocent. You know? Yeah, and it's he doesn't I, have a selfish is... bone in his body. He doesn't have any genitals. Yeah, I, I really oh, another... go ahead. Uh, one thing I, I noticed also is that, like, you know, you were talking earlier about, like, how Cage didn't cage it yeah. up. And he said that, you know, when he decided to play it as Jimmy Stewart, um, he said that, uh, quote, I wanted to play him a little larger than life. Naturalism is a style that could be really effective, but it can make it really boring. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, that's you pay playing it larger than life? A promise is a promise. I don't know. Um, so I'd like to I'd like to point out at this point that uh, early on in the development of this film, uh, the title was the two million dollar tip, uh, and you can see why they didn't go yeah. with that one. Um, but uh, they actually had Schwarzenegger cast in it. Believe it or not, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, good yeah. lord! Um, and uh, but uh, he very wisely decided to instead make the last action hero. Yeah, which is a I'm sorry, much Donnie, better what? movie. Hmm? What were you going to say? I hate bringing up his name because I just don't really like him anymore now. But uh, I it's something I compared this to. Dad? God <laughs> damn you. God. That's <sighs> fucked up. I don't his name. <laughs> Who are you going to mention? Uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, and God. It's something that I told um, Lucille this reminded me of was. Um, yeah, oh, I could fuck. actually. That would it was make his sense. remake of almost a similar thing. Um, 
Mr. Deeds, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. No, actually, at one point I thought, like, man, this is so bad. This is like an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and it's like I told her, it's like how far they went to vilify his girlfriend in that. And it's like, oh, he finds a right girl for him who's a down-home person. She cares about people. His girlfriend leaves him for what she thinks is a rich old dude who's going to help her out. And in the end of the movie, you see her wearing an old-fashioned Hooters outfit. The old guy she left him for is not rich. He's actually a fry cook at Hooters. And then they have to go and make fun of her for that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's uh, that's that's this uh, broad, uh, expansive moral compass we're working with here. It's like you know, like petty revenge. Yep. Uh, yeah, and well, it still yeah. is kind of like Adam Sandler movies. Basically, was the nineties. It's like, look at that! Isn't it funny? They're suffering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you see, his foot's broken now, and he has diabetes. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> But I guess that brings us naturally to face off. Oh yeah, I actually had trouble. Donnie, with that. well, I did well. Not. Oh, you did well. Wait, wait. I, I think well, wait, we got Tom Hanks. We got Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Like that's 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 what this should have been. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like we we got we got the Schwarzenegger thing. One of those Schwarzenegger '90s comedies. Like that might you know it, it wouldn't have worked super well, but I think it might have been still better better than this. You know, um, mm. yeah. and we got Jimmy Stewart only, wait a minute. Oh, he's Jimmy in good Stewart. movies. I can't be here. This is garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go smoke a bowl with Gary Cooper. You all get out of my face. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 you see that, Hallie? I won the lottery. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know you don't keep souvenirs from a killing? And that's how you get the movie Harvey. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, for me, I I would definitely keep Rosie Perez, mm-hmm. and but I would also put in Christian Slater and Marissa Tomei uh, because uh, I really uh. just would rather watch Untamed Heart. Oh <laughs> God damn it! Unta- uh, <laughs> I saw that too. Uh, why? <laughs> You are like wet sand in my underwear. Why are you bringing it up? You like school in summertime. Oh, oh God. Donnie? Well, I actually had some trouble with it because I couldn't decide on the part of Charlie. But I didn't go Tom Hanks. Instead, I actually was debating between going serious with it which would have been john travolta or going really old school style comedy and going john candy or drew carey just because it would have been more of a oh he's a lovable american yeah you know what john candy would make total sense yeah it really did my god yeah so as jesus you're a visionary uh winona Ryder, just because she's been on my mind ever since stranger things three and just thinking what the fuck is she doing and she's always on my mind i got right around my mind and yvonne (laughs) i would have said rita moreno just because she was really she was kind of big back in the 90s she had some stuff but eh, Mm -hmm. it would have been fun this this movie just made me wish I was watching Moonstruck again, and that's not good. Because <laughs> oh, for all the problems I have with Moonstruck, oh, no. it's like holy crap, that was such a better movie than this. <laughs> it's like if you were in an elevator with you know, and somebody had a gun to your head, and there were only two movies to watch, and there was a portable TV, you had to watch it. Could happen to you in Moonstruck? You'd watch Moonstruck. <laughs> I'd take it's it. It's also shorter. <laughs> or you just take the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> well, after the number of times I've seen both films, I might. I take the bullet too but i'm just saying like if you're gonna live you'd, you'd, you'd pick moonstruck i would love to turn this movie into a horror uh, <laughs> you don't think i won the lottery do you <laughs> so basically sleepaway camp oh david Cronenberg's it could happen to you. Well, you know, there is a movie from the 40s called it could happen to you but it's actually about, about a man being wrongfully accused of murder Wow. See, that's the thing that would more know. likely be the thing that would happen to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lucille, did you have any? Oh God, uh, I wish I did. But like I mentioned, I know nothing about movies and even oh. less about actors. That's okay. You got you got so, you got those enough. raw impressions, and we need those. We well, both probably was, watch too many movies. There was someone we mentioned last night that came up, and that was Nicholas uh, Nick Cage's part was Van Damme. 
just because. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's, that's right. No, and, yeah. and then, and then he's not he's not only uh, brought brought to trial, but he's jailed, and he has to kung fu his way through the jail. He has this to is... do kung fu escape because yeah. Patrick Kilpatrick killed the guard and said, "Ice to see ya." This and then he's got to like kung fu to clear yeah. his name and save the waitress from kidnappers. This could have been a prequel to so Double Impact. <laughs> oh my god! You know, on Tuesday I took a cardio kickboxing class, and I had to bite my tongue because I kept wanting to say "kumate." Yeah, kumate. But I thought you would never do that on a Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Nobody gets on Tuesday. Yeah. What cardio on a Tuesday? Never on a Tuesday. <laughs> Y'all find any wisdom in this? Uh, this uh, yeah, the wisdom is don't make this movie. <laughs> I'd like to it. point out at this point in time that Seymour Cassell was also in a John Cassavetes movie and a Sam Peckinpah movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, so why? Why? <laughs> why? 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 Well, we could always go with the, Sam fucking the wisdom Paul. of that guy who called the woman after she won the lottery or her part of it and said spanking. Oh, with a yeah, wire thank, brush. thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. That was actually, I had that under why Yvonne isn't a good person. It's like somebody gets on the phone, gives her a G rated come on, and she's like, oh my God, that's disgusting that anybody yeah. would ever want to have intercourse with me. Ew. Yeah. Back in the he day. Says, when you used to list your number. Tushy. Yeah. He says tushy. tushy. Oh, yes. Let's <laughs> make him in the tushy. It's like. It's kind it's of like, adorable. I wish, the... like, I got dirty calls like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, Cage's grandma is really getting the medicine returns on this one because at first she gets that romantic one <laughs> where James Conn from The Godfather is wooing that woman, and that annoying private detective from New York keeps getting in his way for some reason. And and then you got the other one where, oh, Cheryl McClain, you know, oh, oh my stars. I, I, I had a heart flutter just to watching them just dance across the screen. The go to the opera together you know and then i have a a private drink in the moonlight oh my goodness Uh, i uh, just warm my cackles you know just like watching you know it was like a burt reynolds movie Uh, well she may have been divorced in the heart but maybe the wisdom would be that you can be bankrupt in life but you'll always be rich in the heart I have a piss of wisdom too. Oh, let's let's have it, Lucille. Yeah, it's. uh, I wish (laughs) I had six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. The concession money at the end. It's like yeah. This movie ends with a GoFundMe. I know, right? I was telling you that would happen today, but not in the nineties so much. Yeah, they, they let they let Isaac Hayes in disguise as a homeless guy into into the restaurant after they have nothing. They give him a bowl of soup and like five bucks and say, "You have a good day, sir." And he's like, "That was amazing. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to get kicked in the ribs, you know." And then he tells the world about it, and everybody sends five to ten dollars to Nicolas Cage and. and Bridget Fonda. See, and... no, that would have been your horror movie. It was as if, like, should we invite him in? He's like, why not? And he oh, thinks, oh, we get some soup yeah, and they kill no. him instead. <laughs> a promise is a promise. I legitimately thought your wisdom would be happiness Todd. is in your household. <laughs> and the homeless is in your soup. Uh, here's, here's, here's my, here's my freaking wisdom. Uh, before you go to bankruptcy court about charges incurred by your estranged husband, file for divorce on your way there. And if you can't cover it, yes. well, you know, maybe later on, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd say to discuss major financial decisions with your partner. If you have shared accounts, especially, and if you're unhappy in the relationship, fucking discuss that too. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, they no, don't. This has been unhappy for like three, five years. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, don't don't just go put in that personal ad saying if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. You have to tell your spouse. It's like, hey. You know, yeah. there's a little trouble in paradise. <laughs> just saying, you know, not saying it's anybody's fault. It's just this and this is kind of going on, you know. The only just positive saying. I want to give this is that this would make a great Medea film. <laughs> <laughs> I could do bad all by myself. Oh, I could win the lottery all by myself. <laughs> I do love me some Medea. Don't make me break my foot off in your ass. <laughs> 
I suppose is the time where I say please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, and YouTube. If you don't have a Podcoin account, be sure to use the code Cage's Kiss, all as one word, no apostrophe, to get extra points for you and for us. And um, I wanted to give a couple shout outs today for uh, some people who uh, left us very shout lovely reviews. Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> First of all, Nikki, love you. Aldisisto, I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing that that right. There's uh, Arcana, and there is uh, Sunny Lala from our uh, one of our our sister uh, podcasts, one of our our friends um, with uh, in our pod family. From uh, Book of Lies, they are an awesome podcast. They like to um, to. It's kind of like um, living in earth, a, earthquakeville a, where we all used to live. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and they're they're sort of like a niche of um, uh, of true crime where they they talk about lying liars and the lies. That and they, they talk tell. about Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. <laughs> Call me for your free reading. <laughs> <laughs> and uh all other con artists it's it's a lot of fun and i think uh they're doing the lord's work helping us uh not get duped and also i would like to thank miranda jim for her po- her uh, review and she has her own podcast as well at uh all things dreams it's a lot of fun a lot of uh, dream interpretation which is my jam so uh check them out give them some love right, right away i can't wait another day miranda honestly every time you kept saying angel i kept thinking of the song angie from sleepaway camp (laughs) oh i think (laughs) i just watched that recently too oh but um yeah we should i guess that's another Yeah. Yeah, hey, let's just do Linda, that. Linda, why don't you episode. tell the people at home about the new value add on our YouTube? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sweet lady cocaine. Please, I, I have to say you can you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at Cage's Kiss, and you can write to us at our website or uh, go to our website at cageskiss.com and write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. But on Twitter and Facebook, uh, as well as our YouTube, you're going to be able to find Adrian's lovely artwork. He just made us an animated intro for our videos, and it is amazing and really short. <laughs> And really, thankfully, short. <laughs> Mercifully, so. <laughs> it really is amazing, though. Uh, you should check it out. Uh, Adrian, do you have any other plugs? Well, I could eat a peach for hours, but that's beside oh. the point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could. You just don't. I just don't. <laughs> I could do that, but I don't want to. to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you can come and find me on uh, DeviantArt under Leo the Fox, all run together, all one word, all lowercase, because I put my artworks onto there. And I have a YouTube, too, under A. Hay- a. Smith, where I complain about books that you haven't read, mostly, and draw stuff. And I bet Donnie has a thing. Uh, I have a few things. <laughs> Tell us about your thing. <laughs> oh, I, do, do, do you have it? Uh, oh. I'll be getting Lucille to say happiness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting her to say happiness is my goal in life. <laughs> well, you succeeded. <laughs> Thank you. Because I give you what? Huh? Huh? What? I give you what? I am still the boy who blew on porn tube, and I'm also Unreal Goals on Twitter. And the last thing I would like to leave with Adrian is the funny fact that you said you saw Face Off and decided to jump to this. That's like jumping from Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire to what dreams may come. <laughs> so uh, I, I blame my brother for that because, you know, while we were going through the Lethal Weapon movies, uh, randomly he started, like, bringing home stuff uh, like uh, Ransom, you know, and, oh, and uh, Conspiracy Theory. Give me back my son! The money! <laughs> 
<laughs> Ransom to the beaver. That would have been amazing. <laughs> when, when your son leaves his house to go to school, to go play, to buy a fucking comic oh. book, you're going to wonder, is today going to be Jimmy Shaker Day? Now, that was a scene from The Beaver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, while I'm at it, if, um, if you could please leave us a review, but also if you have any feedback for us, let us know. Uh, write to us at, at cageskiss at gmail or on Twitter. Uh, you can slide into our di- DMs. Oh, Lucille, can we find um, you online? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Uh, I'm Oscar Akin on Instagram, where I draw stuff. Awesome. And... I guess on Twitter at Sweet Snail, if you really want to, because I don't really the post anything snail. there. But hey, yes, there you right. go. Uh, are, do you have any like websites or? Uh, no, That's not at the moment. Oh, you need to get on Deviant Art with Adrian. Yeah, get well, I was, that. but didn't work out too much for me. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, it was okay, but uh, did you get overrun I'm... with Sonic fan art? That tends to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some and uh, I would uh, reservoir them. <laughs> There's this one guy, A.A. A. Smith, who kept trolling me There's with furry so porn. Much furry porn. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Come drowning. On, you in guys, furry there's porn. never too much. Yeah, you were this is my MLP <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's crossover. <laughs> Why, Applejack? Why? <laughs> no, no. You see, it's different. There's two of them on this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is why it's not safe God to Google it. My Little Pony. <laughs> what about Pretty Derby? Is it safe to Google that? Oh Jesus! Oh dear Lord! <laughs> um, <laughs> we will be back with you next week. The international week symbol for with... the internet is Goatse. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back with you next week. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Hey, this what movie are we it. watching next week, Linda? <laughs> yeah. Trapped in Paradise. Trapped in Paradise. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> with John Lovitz and Dana Gurney. Well, at least there's that. He's losing his mind. No shorts, though. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Reaping all the benefits. Stop reading my mind. <laughs> what a tale your thoughts would tell. <laughs> A promise is a promise. It's your money. Use it when you. Good night, Miss Calabash, wherever you are. (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to say, I have wings, Tony. I have to fly. (laughs) She got them done. She got them done, everybody. I could eat a page for hours. Please.